when we started this business, there were some big names. You had your Dean Listers. You had your Andre Galvalls. You had, of course, the up-and-coming youngsters at the time, a, a 16-year-old Keenan Purple Belt, and another name that Raph got to humbly work aside last night, one by the name of Jeff Glover, which means it's time for Verbal Tap, the show that proves fighting way easier from outside the cage, especially if you have all the microphones. I'm your host, Kevin, with me, of course, Travis Barza. Raph, how was it to uh, work with some jiu-jitsu royalty, call some fights? It was great. I worked with Jeff Glover, Pete the Greek. I, oh, I had something ready for this. I was going to be like, how oh, no. is Jeffrey? How's Peter? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to um, by their Christian names. I was ready. Yeah, no, they're both good. Uh, both Christian young boys. Uh, no, it, so... It is weird. Peter was good too. He can be so rambunctious before, <laughs> during, after. They're good. You know what's strange, Kevin, is when you're doing these events and sometimes you get paired up and there's like musical chairs. So you go, oh, am I working with you this time? I've never worked with you. It's great to see you. Um, there was kind of a moment where I saw it was Pete the Greek and Jeff Glover and they go together like peanut butter and jelly. And then it's like, well, how do I fit into that? So it was a big question mark. I think even on their part, I think they were looking at me like, I don't know, this is going to work. And by the end of the night, we were all friends. It was amazing. We were cracking jokes all night. We had people laughing on, I guess, some form of Twitter or uh, on the social media. I was getting notes and messages from people all night long. So it was really cool. I, I did appreciate that. And it was very interesting because I think one of my favorite notes was somebody goes, does Flo recognize that you're on the air right now? And I said, I don't think they have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is, yeah. I guess, yeah. Where did it air? Was it on? It was on it Flo? It was on Flo, yeah. Awesome. So, hey, it was on Flo nothing but professionalism. I assume they got mm-hmm. the whole, like, I can't imagine you were like, let's dive into any, every internet's grievances, but. Maybe. I will say, being the professional that I am, I did kind of do a tally, and I think I might have had a little more swears this time than I did the first Ooh. time. Oh, I know. Critical. I apologize. I feel like I'm rubbing off on you. That might be my fault. It's all right. But, hey, listen, we did have some good matches. We'll kind of give you a little, little nuts and bolts on some of them. But I do wonder... Like when you knew that I was doing this event, were you more excited about it or still indifferent? Because Subversive had a lot of really good matches that they were putting on. We were just trying to make sure, like, do people know that this is happening tonight? Do you do the normal dance where you watch the highlights the next day? And I kept putting that into my brain every time I try to contextualize something Mm -hmm. on the screen, which is, oh, this might just be someone's clip. So I better have a very good quip here. Yeah, I can only answer from my own perspective, and I assume it's the exact same for everyone else on the planet, but my six-week-old started screaming around 5 p.m., and it got hard for us to necessarily air the broadcast. I'm kidding. Obviously, I'm going to tune back in because i got to hear some commentary and see some matches, plus it's helping click some jujitsu in for me. But I think you were in a good spot. There was nothing going on Saturday outside of Halloween kills, but that was days after. And frankly, we all <laughs> needed a break from the murder. Well, yes, Halloween kills. And also it's free on Peacock, so you can watch that one anytime you want. Have you seen uh, any of it? No. Okay. Should I? 
I don't know. He kind of like reminds me of you plugging away hours on grappling hour. Just like, how's he still <laughs> sucking to Keenan? Who's wait? Is Tim in this? Like, I thought it just looks like he's walking, but he just covered a half mile and people are hung up on the playground dead. There is one scene. I will tell you it's, I'll call it the SUV scene and you're going to know exactly what I'm talking about, but I haven't laughed that hard in a good while. It's like everybody gets jocked up and they send this search party that's just like, <laughs> I don't even, to use an MMA term, it's like if you sent four first week white belts and you were like, go attack that 280 pound brown belt. <laughs> Trust me, four on one's better. And they just walked over not knowing he'd been prepped for this for months. <laughs> so it, uh, you'll have to see it for that perspective, but buckle up, watch it more like a Netflix series. It's like three hours long. Two hours. Well, it's a long ass movie. I appreciate that. And you did plug the other show. I think one of my highlights of last week was that you sent part of the show, like a quotation from the show back at me. Why did that one particular quotation touch your soul? Oh, good God. You can tell how tired I am. What was it about? Uh, I think there was a moment when you said that one of the guests compared jujitsu to the Matrix. Oh, your show. I, I was like, yes. you talking about, did I, was I quoting The Wire to you? I wasn't sure offhand. <laughs> um, Keenan's comment. And it was about, <laughs> I don't remember it now, and I'd have to scroll up to get the verbatim, but it was something like, we're drifting into the Matrix slowly. And then he throws his phone and it all gets chaotic. But I laughed so hard at that. <laughs> it's just like this guy spends hours like preparing himself to fight. And it's like, why? So I'm ready for the revolution. <laughs> it just felt very, yeah. we're choosing the wrong pill. And then it just wasn't that large. <laughs> I loved it. I was like, this guy, I, my only complaint, I feel like Keenan's ready for a long hair style. I don't you, think I'm you did mention that in the, the message. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, listen, there are moments that sometimes I think people take the same journey I do, which is they hear the guests say something. They're wondering if I'm going to interrupt them and do a joke or if I'm going to let them continue to say the joke and expand upon it. And in this particular case, I go, where are we going, Keenan? And then it went somewhere, and I said, I think we're good here. So it's a battle, man. Sometimes these interviews, I mean, you got to make your your artistic choices. Um, but there was a lot of roasting of Keenan. So if you haven't seen it, please go check out Grappling Hour. It is the season four premiere. Mason Fowler, Tim Spriggs, Fatima Klein, Keenan Cornelius, and William Tackett went to go beat me up. So I don't know why you wouldn't watch that. Check it out. The Grappling Hour, you can find it everywhere, but go watch it, uh, I guess, YouTube. If you just really don't want to yeah. commit, you're like, tell me, YouTube. <laughs> there you go. Give it a like for us helping you find out where to watch it. I do. Anytime I still have such a, oh, Keenan's on. I have to see what's going on. I don't know if that'll ever change, but because of when I started Jiu-Jitsu, it's just always there. Well, the other thing that people were asking me is they go, Oh, you had an interview with Keenan? How's he been? I go watch the interview. <laughs> Why am I going to answer questions in real life? Be like, well, you know, I didn't put this in the show. His gym uh, looks like heaven. Oh, I, was dude, that his? So that nice. was his gym. 
that was where he films his uh, instructionals. So everybody on the Jiu-Jitsu X, which was formerly Keenan Online, uh, where they do and and film their seminars, uh, their web series or their instructionals, if you would, they come from that room. And I don't even think I did a proper, I don't want to say white balance, but it's like, it looks super heavenly. So I, I really tried to be honest with the way that the, the color scheme was going off of that, but it, it's just, it is something to behold. The fact that he has a, a room dedicated to instructionals and what should be a podcast room, but you know, they're lazy. <laughs> I just told him, I go, I want the reverse. I want the bigger podcast broadcast room and a smaller mat space and we're chill. And yeah. I was like, no, no, that makes sense. Takes so for of all of you asking to do what we do. Oh man. It, we, we don't ask for much. That's really what it is. We, we want a nice space where we can talk jujitsu and MMA with people. And, um, yeah, so it was good. It was good to catch up. So for those of you who are wondering where did Keenan stand and, and how did he feel at the end of all of that? Good. Probably about two feet away with his back leg, just a little bit perturbed out for a nice stance to pull guard. Yes. I am. So, I will say I he's a thoughtful mm-hmm. person, so his mm-hmm. gym's like on the list of, oh, I bet that's awesome. Uh, and, if you, he, and if he has the money to do it right, it kind of felt like he did. And I assume, but, you know, not to get too presumptuous. But I mean, it's can I tell you studio? I just, just someone hands you a Fiji water <laughs> as you walk in. It's like, can I interest you in a cucumber mask while you wait? It's like, I'm what? They, they do have different areas. So one of the areas feels like a cafe. Another one is an office building. Another one is billing and collection agency. Then you've got the weight section. Then you've got the merch section. Giant mat space. You go further back, the Jiu-Jitsu X area, the different changing locker rooms for males and females. And then even when you go in there, the individual lights per stall when you're in the restroom really throws you off. It, it's a, something to behold. I mean, it, it's it's something that I think everybody should aspire to. Now, having said all of that, uh, one of the things that I was entertained by is that yesterday Keenan had a set of people from uh, Legion Jiu-Jitsu who were representing them at Subversive. And I went up to go shake their hands at the end and say, thank you for giving us great jujitsu. And they were very nice. They're like, yeah. And Mika recognized me. He goes, hey, Raph was just here uh, at, at our gym. Uh, it was good to see him. Yeah, yeah, good to see you, Raph. And I go, yeah, yeah, I definitely want to go back down. And uh, next time train when I go down there. And they go, oh, yeah, definitely. And I told them the story about how I had to chase down Keenan to get an interview. And they told me, they go, you know, Keenan was supposed to come up here for this event. I think you scared him. I said, actually, that's a high likelihood. So it's hard to argue against that logic. But they were in the finals, Kevin. They came up short against the favorites of the group, which was Team Checkmat. And I do want to tell you guys, if you did not see the talent skill level um, between Team Checkmat and everybody else, it is something to behold. Where and is I this at? Did you transition to Submersive? Yeah, we're back to Submersive. Oh, okay, okay. So I'm, yeah, okay. I'm just making sure. You're good. Uh, I want to point out there is a young gentleman by the name of Elder Cruz. Uh, Jensen did great. Um, everybody, like, they're a great team. But Elder Cruz got the opportunity to beat up Seth Daniels. And I feel... <laughs> like that is a specialized thing to have permission to do it. 
And on the way exiting, Seth and him were trying to converse as to who palm struck the other one first, like who slapped the other one too hard when they were trying to grab grips. And I, as the neutral party, said, you both are responsible for that. So there was that. <laughs> but yeah, Elder Cruz, uh, Beast. Um, Legion Jiu-Jitsu had a great showing. Tenth Planet Jiu-Jitsu also, I believe, made it to the semifinals. And uh, overall, I mean, it's a cool event. I'll kind of walk you through a couple things. Did you have questions about anything behind the scenes? Because sometimes you don't get to see the full show. And I'm not sure what people did or did not get to see, but sometimes even a shot in the dark from Kevin is surprisingly on the dartboard. Yeah. Was there a prelude? Was there anything that was happening before the stream starts? Because I know at the Ultimate BJJ, for example, they always have this um, local group from Missouri. They're they're from I actually uh, I think they're from one of the Methodist churches, but I'm worried I'm messing up the religion. That's more on me than anyone else. But they are fucking spectacular at singing mm-hmm. the national anthem, and no one ever gets to see it on the broadcast because I don't I don't think we air it. I don't think we've started yet, and it's like this stirring emotional moment that the by round two it was like we should mention that anything before or is it. They're a pretty professional crew you're with. They know it's time to get rolling. Yeah. Oh, well, I should say this. There is a a young man who was doing the announcing for the evening. Decked out. The drip was great. He was in kind of a blue suit, light bluish. Looked great. But I called him later on. I was like, well, you look like a missing buffer, brother, because he was hitting the cadence. And they didn't really say the show was starting. They just kind of had him go, and here's the first guy. And one of the first guys to walk out was somebody who I've trained with over at Street Sports See Me, Vincenzo. So I don't even have my headphones on. Nobody really says, like, hey, we're going to start. I just hear him go, and I, like, put on the headset going, uh-oh, I guess I should probably welcome people. Hello! So, <laughs> in, in I, case you were I kind of love that, actually. Hi, are people listening? Can you hear me? Doesn't matter. I'm talking now. We're doing it. But you know me well enough to know I like things to be programmed a certain way or people to give you a signal, a stage manager, something for me to just go, I guess I'm starting this bitch. All right. Here's my buddy Vincenzo walking down. He looks like a dork. Did they do any explanation of the rules Mm -mm. that it was team based or was that kind of all on you? Yes and no. They did actually, so uh, Buffer Brother, who was there, he was explaining the team element. Uh, there were a couple moments, though, where Jeff would ask me a question. He'd be like, hey, Ralph, how's this going? And i go, ah, let's find out. Uh, but yes, the team rule was supposed to be best two out of three, but we were going to see all three matches. And then the semifinals, for whatever reason, we only saw two matches because the team won 2-0. And we thought we were going to see a third and they were like, eh. <laughs> I just look around and even the competitors go, I guess we're not doing it. So maybe it was just to save them, keep them fresh for the finals. Don't know. Nobody explained to me, which means I didn't explain it on air. But, so at first everybody was like, yeah, all the matches. And then everybody got into the heat of the moment. They're like, wait, why the fuck are we doing for fun <laughs> matches? Like, What are you talking about? Yeah, especially when the event as a whole still has the fight to win judging scale, which means... 
they would do a decision if no submission happened. And the decision is usually made off of the most submission attempts. So even if you're traditionally passing guard or you establish position well, that's dope. But how many submission attempts did you have? And in a couple cases, a couple matches, there were some instances where mm, politely not much happened. So then it just kind of became, do we like your gi better? Do we like your rash guard better? So there, there was a little bit of that. There were there were a couple of matches where you go, eh, we're just not going to talk too much about that one. And any broadcast interruptions? Any fun surprises? <laughs> oh, no, yes. Yeah, because oh, knowing the group you have no. and knowing I wasn't able to get in, because that I, I was like, at one point, <laughs> someone's going to be like, Putting a bong in Raph's face, just like, no, 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 hit it, man. It's going to be fine. You're going to have to like explain to them publicly what's going on. I I don't know. Hit me. What happened? It's great because I didn't prepare Kevin for this part. Uh, I did tell him some things happened, but I, I didn't kind of give him an area to circle. So remember when I said just a few seconds ago, sometimes Kevin will take a shot in the dark and be on the dartboard. He's on the dartboard. Here's why. I will not name the team, but I think it's pretty obvious which one if you really listen. And there was one moment where there was a female who was part of this team's crew that just started sitting on Glover's lap. And she's feeling it probably, let's just say she's enjoying the night. I don't know if she's had something to drink or something to eat or something to puff it is hard to determine i was trying to stay focused on the matches but as she's on glover's lap she knocks out part of the audio for glover so you hear me and as glover's kind of like sorry why was she on glover's lap just because she was she was just feeling it oh okay she was feeling the vibe and she just was there and she was just like, yeah, this is dope. Oh, man, are you having a great time? And he's like, yeah, yeah. And she's even cue a few white belts in the front row. It's like, what bracelet's that? How did I get what admission did I have to pay? I would have got that she's bracelet. also like almost talking directly into the microphone. So you hear me trying to contextualize things. And then you hear her just talking. Did you about announce what she that too? Dinner. Were you like, we're in a loose donkey guard situation? Because that would have been. <laughs> I was doing my best to try and keep the professionalism. Fine, fine. I know. I know. <laughs> there were at least two moments when I thought, all right, Kevin would yell at me to loosen up. But half guard I... on the mats and what appears to be donkey guard two feet to my right. But again, it's just all very like. She's enjoying the event. There's nothing wrong with that. It's that she knocked the audio out. So anybody who tries to do audio (laughs) cannot be heard. And I think the thing that happens towards one of the matches is she had a friend who was competing in front of me. And then she proceeds to yell at me that I'm not watching the match because I'm too busy fixing the audio. And if you listen into that event, you will hear me directly talking to her and saying, I would love to watch this match. Yes, I do want to see. I do know it's right in front of me. You knock the audio out and you just hear her go, oh, come on. No, no, you're missing the match. And I go, right, because you knock the audio out. 
stop knocking the audio out and I will commentate on the match. And then when she was getting pressed, I will turn this broadcast around. Where to God, that's what I sounded like. But then, Kevin, then just to give the icing on the cake, I go, would you like to speak into the microphone? No. I was like, oh, now you're shy. <laughs> Look at this. I want to bring you all on the broadcasting Benedict Arnold. Because, <laughs> again, you don't see this on air. You just hear my voice saying, hey, listen, we're trying to fix this. Don't worry. Um, you know, trying to make sure that you, you, you keep a good stance uh, throughout the whole thing. I want to say maybe about 40 minutes later, Glover, as we're in between matches, goes, man, remember when there was some crazy shit that happened 40 minutes ago? And I go, I do. Remember when the audio got kicked out and she was hitting you on the back and saying, why aren't you watching this? And you looked at her like, leave me alone. I'm trying to fix this. And then when she didn't leave you alone, you just started calling her out on air. And I said, yeah, that 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 was what I did. That lives in infamy now. So little little note to you guys who are out there. Do not accost the people with the microphone. If you accost the people with the microphone from randos who are having a good time to promoters, and you give me a live microphone. Who knows what I can say? Ever. But this is a lesson to other promoters. If I if they said, Kevin, we need you to start running a show and we want you to get the hottest stuff, I'd be like, great. Uh, Raph, great <laughs> news. It's you. It's Jeff Glover. It's these two people I got that are freelance contractors. Where'd you get them, Kevin? It's not your business. Come on, just tell me. The outhouse in Lawrence, Kansas. What is that? It's a gentleman's club. I can't wait. You're going to be fine. Everyone's going to be fine. And just to see if they could mess up your flow, I'd hire like eight other people. Say it just is there a juggler sitting next to Raph right now? It's like, yeah, I guess the producer <laughs> of the show thinks this will help. So, you know what it reminded me of? Did you ever see on the old Conan O'Brien late night show? the late night with Conan O'Brien years that Conan and Andy used to have staring contests. And the bit was whoever broke first lost. So Conan would stare at Andy Andy would stare at Conan, but Conan couldn't see what was happening behind him. And there would be people getting murdered. There would be felonies happening behind Conan's back. And Andy would have to keep a straight face the entire time. And the bit was always that Andy lost because he just would see something that would throw him away. I felt like that was happening to me <laughs> for a good portion of the night. Kramer and walked in. He burst in at one point. You were like, I thought you were canceled. He's like, <laughs> just so when you ask me a question that you didn't know uh, <laughs> would hit home. And I just thought, I was like, you know, I bet Kevin will somehow know the right question to ask. And you did. Congratulations. Home run on that. But it did. Uh, can we get, like can we get to who won the $10,000? Yes. Cause I think, You're I mean, I saw some stuff, right? I was keeping mm. some tabs, trying to keep yeah. an eye in between uh, some bouts of colic. Not me, yes. not me this time, but it looked like 10 planet swept ass. They did not. No, they who didn't. Ended up, who won? No, Team oh, Matt did win. So Team Matt consisting of Jensen Gomez, Elder Cruz, and Theomaris Montiero, and they were really good. And they were a negative 850 
favorite, according to the betting lines. So it was rough, man. It, you know, they they had a a monster team. We're talking a lot of like gold medals just on between those three people on different podiums. And um, yeah, I mean, but there were some great matches all around. Like I do want to give some shout outs. Let's say this. Uh, Nick Bergel, who was part of Fight to Win Team Carlitos, um, those guys, you know, they're they're like the production folks and, and, and like a team that Fight to Win is assembled. And Nick saw me before the event was going on. And a lot of people do this to me. But a lot of people do see me. And when they don't know my name, they just go podcast guy. And I say, yes, because what else am I supposed to say? Like, no, don't know me for my podcast. I go, sure. You don't know my name. That's fine. So I've learned to just roll with that punch. But he's like, yeah, podcast guy. Hey, man, I'm competing tonight. And I have a note card. And I look at him and I say, well, is there anything you'd like me to say about you tonight? Oh, mm, no. Just know that I'm going to be hella exciting tonight. I was like, okay, that's good. Yeah, I could work with that. Hella exciting. And he was. Props to that kid. Uh had a tough first match against uh, Javier Garcia. And then in the second round was just put under, you know, so much pressure, but it, he was fun the whole time I was watching him compete. So I appreciate when people come up to me and they, they want to get their shot. They want to say, Hey, look, I'm going to have some fun jujitsu. It's unorthodox. It's crazy. I think you'll love it. And I dig it. I think that's one of the coolest things in the world, but team 10th planet did make it to the semis. Alex Magala, Wes Levine, Bree Robertson, excellent team. They took out team uh, Noah Tillis's group from Tillis BJJ, also our friends there. But then we had an American versus American jiu-jitsu off between Peerless Jiu-Jitsu and Legion Jiu-Jitsu. And uh, shout out to Steven Martinez's Peerless Jiu-Jitsu. But Steven Martinez picked up a belt individually in the Black Belt Super Fights. So love to see that. And again, shout out to the the runners up of subversive six, which was the Legion Jiu Jitsu team. So Mia Sloan page, Ugh, page is a monster. She was great. I loved watching her compete too. Uh, no disrespect to Mia or Sloan. And I want to apologize to Sloan's sister. I put up a prompt asking people to give me facts, be it true or false to say on the broadcast. And for whatever reason, I couldn't call up my archives on my Instagram stories because I was trying to figure out something. So I didn't say what she asked me to say because she did one of those things where she goes, if I heard this on air, I would die. So I tried to make it happen, but technology took a shit on that one. So my apologies. You but, do your yeah. best. <laughs> I, listen, I try and I'm sure I probably would have messed it up anyway. I just uh, love, I'm so jealous you got to call a team event. It's oh, just my fa- it's yeah. my favorite type of jujitsu. No, the energy it comes naturally. It's just my fate. I don't I don't think there are enough team event matches at all, and it just Agreed. is so goddamn fun. And for example, checkmat getting and you're like, well, Ted plays in the semis. It's like I'm I nerd out about this. It's like real life yeah. Karate Kid. It just feels good. Uh, I want to give some shout outs as well. Uh, Juice Glove Street Sports his own. Kev, this is how I can tell you I know it was a pretty good night. I asked the crew at Street Sports, because I went to go train there earlier in the day, and I was asking his training partners, I was like, what should I make fun of about Drew? Because if I know you, I know I can really roast you and not face too many repercussions. And Drew competes. He wins by belly down armbar. It's dope. 
And after it's all said and done, as I'm about to leave, I go say bye to Drew. And Drew's, you know, he's one of our, our homies. And I say, hey, what's up, Drew? And he goes, what'd you say about me? He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. He goes, what'd you say about me? I heard. I heard what you said about me. And I go, okay, well, then tell me what I said about you. And he goes, you said my hair was not cool and my tattoos suck. And I go, yeah, well, that's just fact. I don't know what we're discussing here. He's like, you were insulting me. <laughs> and then I go, well, how'd you find out about it? He goes, well, <clears throat> I don't want to tell you this. And I was like, why don't you want to tell me? Tell me what the fuck happened. He goes, my mom texted me. I was like, your mom was watching? He goes, yeah. <laughs> he pulls out his phone. He shows me a text. And his mom literally said, it's like, hey, hon, you did great. We're so proud. They made fun of you on the air, though. And he goes, wait, about what? And he goes, oh, yeah, that's my friend, Raph. And he is like, uh, he says, well, what'd they say? And she goes, yeah, they talked about your hair and the tattoos. They were really funny. And I go, oh, my God, your mom demo coming through tonight. He goes, yeah, dude. He goes, I think that's I like that he, makes me the maddest. I like that he knew enough to be mad, but not enough to be also sad. <laughs> Because then he goes, well, what did you say? And I said, oh, well, you know, obviously your hair, it's weak. So I think we know that. I go, but what is this? You got a gorilla on the back of your fucking leg. You got a snake on the front side. Is there a lion there too? You got a whole fucking zoo. And he goes, that's pretty fair. I really can't hate on that. I was like, dude, yeah, I'm not even full on roast. I didn't even tell people how terrible you dress outside of this. Like, come on, man. So anyway, Drew Sklove, props to him. Love that guy. He's great. He's very, um, he's a good sport about a lot of stuff. Uh, Tubby Alakine ended up getting a win. Barrett Yoshida ooh, picked up a belt, I believe. Always great to see him. You know what was really cool is hearing Glover talk about his respect for Barrett Yoshida, even though he's competed against him three times, and just said what an honor it was. And I just loved hearing that because... I remember watching their matches. I remember seeing them and hearing Glover not even spend too much time saying how their matches win or any of that kind of stuff. Just literally saying, I have so much respect for Barrett and, and really going out of his way to put him over. I thought was cool. So all of that, uh, Jason Medina, I thought ended up looking pretty good as well. Uh, and then if you go down the list, we actually got a shout out from, I believe it was, Brendan Lynch, who I complimented, and I said he had a great rash guard, and uh, he did. He had a super nice Americana rash guard, and uh, he quoted us. And I think the thing I ended on was I said, hey, let's also give respect to his facial hair. His facial hair is fucking dope. And uh, it made several of the clips that I saw that go up, so that was good. Um, and if I'm not mentioning your name, it doesn't mean that you weren't good. It's just there were fucking a million matches last night. <laughs> I, I don't know how to tell you this other than I'm sure you were good. Just yell at me on the internet like a normal person. And of course, to my homie, Vincenzo, who kicked off the night with authority. I, Vincenzo's an amazing name. So, mm. full full night you get the after well you don't normally go to after parties was there an after party there was kind of a thing that was happening 
It's a lot of fights. Yeah, so the way they had it set up, it was at Commerce Casino. So people were mostly there for the whole night. And then at the very end of the night outside, they had some vendors. And the after party was outside. So people were just kind of enjoying themselves, partaking in some things. If you understand, it was a pro-cannabis event. It was very friendly. So that was cool to see. Um, I was just hungry and I left. So I said my goodbyes like a normal person. I didn't Irish goodbye anybody. I just said, Hey, listen, I love you all, but I need to go eat. And it was very hard to find food at like midnight at that point. But, um, yeah, I mean, I will tell you one thing that did uh, get to be a little bit sad. So on our side, Kev, you know, at a certain point, there are so many legends in our sport. Well, eight, nine, ten days ago, my friend Eric Ghost Pepper Gonzalez got a match against, of all people, Jim Miller on ten days' notice. He dropped down 23 pounds, made weight, was like a kid in a candy store, got the call up to the UFC. Kid's a monster. It was beast. I couldn't watch his fight because I was doing prep and, and that event. So maybe about an hour after I think the fight went down, I said, you know what? I haven't seen anything. My Instagram's being weird. Let me just type in for a Google search, see how it went. Jim Miller's a beast. Eric's really good. Let's see how this goes. Oh, Eric got knocked out. And, uh, by all accounts, he had a great first round. And then by him, I mean, Eric did. But uh it's a real rough clip, except, you know, Eric is okay. He'll be fine. It, the reason why I say it's rough is I'm on air and I see the clip. And you know when you watch something on Twitter, and like a GIF or a video on that, and if you don't turn it off, it just repeats? Um, I was commentating. I didn't turn it off, and I kept seeing it happen two or three times. And I go, oh, I should really turn that off. Ugh. But I will say props to Eric. Taking on Jim Miller was going to be a hard pull no matter how you pull it. And props to Jim Miller, a friend of the show as well. So that's when shit gets weird. Sometimes your friends start going up against each other. and Yeesh. But I think it was dope that I got to see my friend uh, get the call up. So I was very happy about that. And I feel like there was another other big fight that was happening. Uh, I didn't check that result. But did you see any of the fights? Because it was hard to keep up with everything as the night was progressing, Kev. I did not see any of, um, I assume you're talking about also the Bellator, the fight night. Yeah, I didn't. I saw Jim Miller fought in one and was super excited. I saw that Dumas beat Lad. And let me pull these up and try and mute any of the ads ESPN's it's trying okay. to and like anger at me. But you should yeah, probably I got know they called that an uneventful main event, by the way. This is the main card. I mean, Arlovsky versus Felipe. You're like, cool. Jim Miller is probably the most notable name on yeah. this card. Which I knew it was happening, but it was again. This is an all ESPN plus. I love that. That's where they're sending people. <laughs> that, that we just used to get some of these some of these fights on ESPN. Not anymore. Not with the not with all the other sports back. Go to ESPN plus if you want to watch um, eighteen fights of fighters. You might be able to pick out the lineup. But Jim Miller won his third third yeah. win. Raf. Yeah. It it. 
it does hurt to see, but congratulations to him. I do want to would... go ahead before go ahead. I call out Bellator too. Oh yeah. And we do want to give uh, props to Bellator, but you know, even though they had to get rid of a couple of last minute ones and, and sad to see for Jordan Wright, who's also a local favorite here in, in California, uh, he was pulled uh, or his opponent was pulled from his bout due to non COVID health issues. Said he never made it to the scale, even though his opponent weighed in. As a result, the bout was canceled. So, womp womp. But while we're talking about things, um, yes, this is odd. <clears throat> yes, I don't know how to properly say this without being disrespectful. But even though that fight got kicked off the card, Kevin, that was only 10 fights last night in the UFC. Like the week only, before. yeah, no, you're, I mean, you're right. They restrained themselves. I thought I was impressed. I mean, I think maybe they're hearing what we're saying now, which is not every fight night has to be a million fights. I don't think that's the message they got. Uh, <laughs> they're going to call 2 million fights. I like your confidence. <laughs> I thought you had another. I was so sure that wasn't the end of your thought. I was like, yeah, that's he's going to expand on Kevin, that. Listen, there's there's 10 fights I see in front of me. Normally on these performance center ones that they do, there's still a million. But the 10 is reasonable. And even though they lost one as a result of that known non-COVID issue, um. You know. Well, you know who had more fights? Who? <laughs> Bellator with 12. They have Ryan Bader versus Corey Anderson. Corey gets the TKO. They have Benson effing Henderson. Now, did he win? No, he did not. He lost to Primus. That's not the point. They had him. <laughs> so, but Primus is a friend of the show, so that's cool. It's fine. I'm just saying walk on over to Bellator where, yeah, and I mean, hats off to Primus. Actually, um, their main card had a lot you know, at least some submission. So interesting. I wonder if Coco did that on purpose. Like they've got 10, we'll get 12. You know, this is an important thing to note. I saw on Goldie, AKA Goldberg, AKA the guy who used to do commentary with Joe Rogan. He was in front row of uh, the event. So they had him sitting cage side and I thought, you know what? It's dope to see, even though he's not doing commentary anymore and uh, he's essentially done doing that for the company as a job. I thought it was so dope to see him in that front row, just drinking beers with fans, having a great time. Like, if there's one thing to respect about Bellator is that they showed Goldie some, hey, you don't work for us, but you can you can show you can come hang out with us. Well, man, just have a beer and watch some fights. <laughs> Hey, I, and I dig it. I'm here for it. I actually was scrolling through it, got a little showtime with the Benson Anderson fight. Yes. Primus was beating him up pretty good. That's it for me, though, Raph. That's all I got outside of, um, you know, starting to rediscover my top game. That's nice. Good for you. I was happy to hear that happen uh, for you, Kev. Did you feel like jujitsu was happening again? Did you remember it? Kind of. It was really helpful to watch Nogi Worlds. It was like, oh, okay, maybe I'm overthinking this. Maybe I'm trying to prevent myself from getting heel hooked 18 steps before I should be worried about it. So that's mm. that's where I'm at. Um, not quite athletic enough to fight off super angry blue belts yet. It is hard to do sometimes, Kevin. So I'm not 
I'm not going to make you feel bad about it, but, it, it, you know, it's not always the easiest one. No, and L.A., where you trade leads the league in angry blue belts. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, per capita, a lot of angry blue belts, <laughs> people that have MMA experience but aren't MMA fighters. That's where we're at. Hey, the Steelers won. Oh, look at that. Yeah, that feels good. Well, good for you. Anything else? Do we have to call anything else out before we go here? The Francis Ngannou has to hire people for his fight camp because he doesn't have enough money or get a loan was kind of sad news, but I couldn't confirm yeah. it. I just chalked it up to, Oh yeah, that's right. We need to fix paying MMA fighters. Yeah. Yeah. That does kind of bum us all out. Um, here's what I can tell you. <clears throat> My good friend, uh, Brady Wang, unfortunately on the losing side of a split decision over at fight club, OC thought he had a fun fight, but I want to thank our friends over, at Fight Club OC for inviting us to go check that out. We took some photos. They were from the bleachers because they have a weird thing about not having photos ringside. That's a strange rule. But appreciate them for inviting us out and uh, hosting us. We had a great time. That, I think, will do it for us here tonight. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening to me and my humbly famous podcast co-host. Good night and good fight. The number you have dialed has been changed. The new number is... Please note, the new number is...